celebrity Let your weary mind be free And someone kind of famous who you can't see It's time for sleeping with celebrity Hello sleepyheads, and welcome to Sleeping with Celebrities. I'm John Moe. I'm glad you're here. As you may know, on this audio program, we invite our guests to step out of the limelight and into the nightlight. On this show, for just one bedtime, we don't want them to bring their A-game, but rather their Z-game. It's a podcast where you can sleep, you can simply relax, you can take a break from the stress and intensity so often found in life. Just ahead, we'll be sleeping with Zach Orth. He's going to talk with me about laundry. Before all that, I invite you to settle in and get comfortable while I tell you about another show on the Maximum Fun Network. Sleepyheads, I want to tell you about another podcast here on the Maximum Fun Network. Maximum Film is the long-running Max Fun movie review show with hosts comedian Ify Nwadwe, a.k.a. the buff black nerd, film critic Alonzo Duralde, a.k.a. the Christmas Zaddy, and producer-slash-film festival programmer Drea Clark, a.k.a. the Queen of the Midwest. The show seeks to highlight marginalized voices while also giving a diverse perspective on mainstream movies. It is a movie review show that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. The show reviews a new film each week while also discussing the latest issues in the film industry. While the conversations go deep, the show is also hilarious, raunchy, and infectiously silly. That's Maximum Film, here on Maximum Fun, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now for our guest, Zach Orth. Zach is an actor who has both comedic chops and regular acting chops. He's got many chops. If you happen to be thinking, hmm, Orth, I don't know the name offhand, then you are probably no comedy nerd. Because if you are a comedy nerd and didn't recognize his name, well, I'd be disappointed. Zach is known for Wet Hot American Summer, Wet Hot American Summer First Day of Camp, the series, and has appeared on Veep, Tiny Beautiful Things, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Look, there are simply too many credits to name. I don't have all day. So I'll just say, Zach Orth, welcome to Sleeping with Celebrities. Hi, hi, John. There goes my, uh, my, my, my email. Hello, John. It's nice to be here. I like to start off conversations with a question or two about sleep. Do you recall the best night of sleep you've ever had? I am 
aware of this question being asked uh, of your guests, and I have given it a lot of thought, but I don't really, I can't think of a specific night. All I could think of was once when I was 15, 16, I think, I slept for 22 hours. Tell me about that. Uninterrupted. Why? I don't know. I I may have been having a growth spurt or something like that. Mm -hmm. And just one of those things that adolescent boys or adolescents in general are capable of doing weird metabolic feats mm -hmm. like that. I just know that I fell asleep at a, I don't know, let's say 10, 10 PM at night. Okay. And when I woke up, it was almost that again. Wow. What I, there were, I wasn't sick. I wasn't, it was just, just suddenly I, I, I got it all done in one, one go like that. Did you feel disoriented or did you feel rested or what were the feelings? I don't think I felt any more disoriented than I usually did or do. Hmm. I think that I, I probably felt pretty rested. Yeah. I think I, I think I remember that I was hungry. Yeah. Well, that would make which sense. also wasn't wasn't unusual. And where did this but, happen? Uh, this happened in a summer, not rental, but but a, a, a home that, that my family was staying in for the summer uh, in Central City, Colorado. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, where did you normally live in Colorado back then? No, I grew up in Libertyville, Illinois, which is a suburb about 45 minutes north of Chicago. Uh, and I, but, but I spent a lot of summers in Colorado. Uh, my father was an opera singer and uh he he worked throughout the year but then in the summer he wherever he ended up going usually for some sort of opera season or festival that ran over the summer he would bring me and and um, my mom and my brother with him did your father need to practice his opera singing about the house fairly often he did he i don't know about fairly often he 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 would before a performance if he were if it were a performance that he was going to from home mm. then yeah he would he would do that did he ever opera sing you to sleep no oh, good. he never opera sang me to sleep all right do you always sleep in the same position every night i uh, am another one of uh, many apparently who I, I cannot fall asleep on my back. Mm. Um, I start on my side or stomach. Uh, I had been paying attention to it for the last uh, little while since I was aware that this was coming up. Sure. Uh, I, I find that I uh, usually start on my left side um, and then uh, uh, I don't move for a couple of hours and then I usually turn over to my right side uh, maybe, you know, all in all, if I notice the time, then it'll be two or three hours later. Are you a bedtime reader? I 
am a bedtime TV watcher. All right. Mm -hmm. Do you have a particular program or type of program that sends you off? Lately, it has been um, Mystery Science Theater 3000, mm. um, which I recently discovered that they have a lot of their library available for free on an app. Oh. And so I'm working my way through that. Are you particular about which era of Mystery Science Theater 3000? I'm a Mike Nelson uh, uh, girl, okay. I would say. Yeah. Mike and Bill and Kevin. Yes. I yes. Yes. I, I love all of it, but I think for, for whatever reason, it's, it's it, that those seasons are in my sweet spot. Of course. Of course. Um, well, Zach Orth, when we, when we communicated about the program, you said that you would prefer to talk about laundry. That, that was a, a topic that was, that was dear to you. Why laundry? I, I think, well, in, in fairness, I think that, you know, I, I was a little apprehensive and anxious about having to come up with a topic at all. Sure. Um, for whatever reason, laundry, uh, was the first kind of not panicky, but, you know, just sort of like, what's gonna, what's gonna, what's it gonna be right. that popped into my head. And then I sort of rejected that for a little while. And I thought, well, I can't just go with the first thing that mm, popped into my head. Right. But it was persistent. And I realized it's something I, think about a lot mm -hmm. it's something that i enjoy doing to some extent for its sort of you know relaxing qualities um and the more that i thought about it the more i thought i have thoughts about pretty much all laundry i'm not an expert mm -hmm. i don't have anything you know earth shattering or or I don't know the history of laundry. I don't, I don't. You're no dry uh, cleaning magnate yourself. No, I am not. I am not. Well, let's, let's talk about what you enjoy about it then. Um, uh, what is it, what is it that, uh, that holds you so dearly to it? Maybe, maybe walk us through a laundry experience that, uh, that would be ideal for you. And, and describe how it feels. Well, I would say that in terms of a, an ideal experience that has actually happened, it would be having a washer and dryer mm. separate mm -hmm. in my home, mm. in not the basement, but the kitchen. Oh, because then I don't feel exiled to the utility area of, mm. of the house. I mean, I'm in the kitchen, the, the, the heart of the home. And um, it would be uh, that I have equal amounts of cold, uh, uh, colored uh, laundry mm -hmm. and hot white laundry 
Um, and I would, you know, start probably with the cold. Mm -hmm. And then when that went into the dryer or more accurately, the things that could go into the dryer went into the dryer. Mm -hmm. And then I would sort of line dry the ones that needed that. Then I would wash the whites on hot mm. with bleach. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm aware or I would assume that there's some controversy about chlorine bleach. There may be. I don't, I, I don't care. Yeah. You're a bleach man. I'm a bleach man. You live in New York city, correct? Yes. Do you have a lot in your current living situation? Is the laundry in the basement or is it in your apartment? Not only is my current situation a laundry desert in terms of my apartment mm. and my building, it's a laundry desert in terms of walkable laundromats. Oh. So I am currently having my laundry picked up, mm. done offsite and delivered oh. so my full experience of the laundry is obviously curtailed mm. but i do because there there are two of us living in the home mm. you can't expect a third party to know whose is whose sure so it all gets folded but it doesn't get separated so i have to go back in open up the laundry bag and then separate the laundry by owner mm. and reorganize that restack it mm. and in, in in many cases it will become unfolded uh -huh. when you take so i will have to refold it and 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 in but often i have my own personal preference for how i want at least my items of clothing mm. folded so i will unfold Yes. Laundry and fold it back the way that I like it. Really? What way do you like it? Well, t-shirts. Let's start with t-shirts. Sure. I like to roll a t-shirt. Mm. I like to fold in the sleeves, you know, so it's at about, at about mid shoulder mm -hmm. and you fold the sleeves in and then it's sort of a, a long rectangle at that point mm. and hold it under my chin. You know, and then I grab the bottom, mm -hmm. still folded. The fold has gone down, you know, a little in little ways, two, three inches on either side. Pick up that hem, match it up with the collar, which is under my chin. And then uh, I, I roll from the collar, sort of in, uh, release it from under my chin and roll it into a, a, a tube. When you roll a t-shirt into a tube... Do you make sure that whatever is on the front of the t-shirt is facing out so you would know, ah, yes, this is my Violent Femmes t-shirt, for instance? This, this, is, this is of paramount importance mm. to me. It's absolutely a, a, a crucial feature of, 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 the, of the tube rolling. Is it? Yes. Often, often, I I will find, and I don't mean to get too excited. No, about this, that's all right. Trying to that's calm right. myself it's, back down. That's an important that topic. that the the laundry service that picks it up. Bless their hearts. They're great. They're wonderful. They're always friendly. They're nice. I've 
which I assume reasonably priced, but I don't really have a choice in the matter. They will not only not fold things in tubes, which is understandable, but they will fold the sleeves of the t-shirt forward. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Like when I fold a t-shirt, it I, I hold it up so that I, by the shoulders, and I am looking at the front of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the, the, the tag is facing me and then I will fold the, the, the sleeves back. Right. Okay. So then obviously then the front of the t-shirt is there. Sometimes they will turn the sleeves forward. They will, they will, they will fold, they will fold it so that the back of the t-shirt is, is what is visible. Almost as if the t-shirt wearer is introverted or feeling frightened or ashamed and is right. Is withdrawing their arms into their chest that they are hoping that, I'll get a t-shirt that says something on the back, but I don't have any of those. Mm. All of my t-shirts, if of the graphic tees that I have, it's only on the front. Have you ever brought up your preferences to the launderers? No, no, I've never. I understand. I understand the impulse. Yeah. It's, it's, it's maybe if I've had that impulse, I've, I've quashed it mm. pretty quickly because look, they're just, they're professionals. Yeah. Yeah. They're professionals. And, and I, I don't think, you know, I don't think my way is the only way. Sure. And plus, and it gives me the opportunity since I can't do laundry myself at home to at least experience the folding, which I might be my favorite part. Is it easy to tell your items apart from the other person with whom you live when they return? Some, yes. Not all. Okay. Plain black t-shirts. Yes. Different sizes. Mm. But the size, so I have to, I have to check the tags. And if I don't have my glasses on, uh, that's, that's a, I can't do it. Mm. I can't read anything that small. I see. Um, but I, and I, which is only, I only mentioned because my glasses often fall off my face because if I'm looking forward, because I, ha- I, 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 they haven't been adjusted, tightened. Oh. And, and so, you know, I'll be, look, I'll be, if I'm holding the shirt down with my chin, mm-hmm. and I'm, my, my face is downcast, my glasses will fall off. So I like to not wear my glasses, mm-hmm. but I have to wear my glasses in order to know whose plain black t-shirt is. Have you thought about getting one of those uh, little ropes that go around the back of your head when it's time to inspect the folded line? Like a, a croquis? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Well, they're, yes. And my, I did get them because uh, my, my mother got me a pair uh, or a, uh, a version of that mm. for Christmas and uh, it broke. Oh, okay. Or you could get a little chain like stereotypical librarians use. I could. Or I could get the little, um, the readers that actually are held together by magnets at the bridge of the nose. Yes. You know? So you can sort of pull them apart and then, you know, just drop them down on your, you know what I'm saying? They have, they sort of have a, a band built into them. I will tell you right now, Zach, that somebody important to you wears those that exact type of glasses. I know who you're. I know who of you speak. Who is it? Is it? 
Are his initials KM? His initials are KM. It's Kevin Murphy from Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. That's also that's that's I yes that's who, that's that's I think, I think the first person that pops into my head when I think of those kind of glasses. Yeah, I could have saved a lot of time and just said Kevin Murphy readers. I don't know if it's just the way that Kevin uses glasses or what, but I'm always aware of those glasses because I feel like. He is either <laughs> happy with them or is showing them off pretty regularly. He does. I think, I think, I, I think, yes, he does sort of flourish them <laughs> a does. little bit. That's the right word for I it. I think he, he does, he does, he does call, call a little bit of attention to them. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, this is a person I've never met it, uh, in person, mm. but I've seen him do this and it's made enough of an impression on me that, yeah. I think that is something that he does. I think it I think it is. So as somebody who has an emotional connection, a, a an affinity at least for, for laundry, who daydreams of the perfect laundry situation, mm. uh, what is it like to not do your own laundry? Do, does it make you sad or do you mythologize it or what? It it I, I, I feel it's absence mm. and I, I, I feel, I think initially, cause I've been in this apartment only for, I don't know, since April of this year. So it's now September. So like not even six months. What is that? Five months. Yeah. And I, and, 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 and prior to that, I'd been the building that I was in had a washer and dryer in the basement like mm. a, that you paid paid for with a little card and that was not I, optimal but it was at least i i was i was in control of my own laundry doing it how it got done how sure it all that stuff. moving here i think initially you know i thought well there's no laundry in the building maybe that's a good thing maybe i'll find a laundromat then i found out there weren't any laundromats mm. there are no laundromats around here so I thought, okay, I'll make lemonade out of this. I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, appreciate how nice it is that I don't have to do it anymore. Mm. But that's the thing is that I realize as I hope is clear by now, I, I really like doing laundry myself. What kind of bizarre anti-world do you live in that has no laundromats? Sleepyheads, I wish to tell you about another podcast here on the Maximum Fun Network. It is called Stop Podcasting Yourself, a Canadian podcast hosted by comedians and friends Dave Shumka and Graham Clark. Every week, guests from the world of comedy join the hosts to joke around. It was the very first podcast to join the Maximum Fun Network, back when Max Fun was a fledgling network. It features a regular segment called Overheards, where hosts and guests all share wonderful and funny things they have overheard and or seen. So you can listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself here on Maximum Fun, or wherever you get your podcasts. What kind of bizarre anti-world do you live in that has no laundromats? You, 
Are you familiar with the neighborhood, the Upper West Side? I am. I've heard of this neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. That is where I am. Oh. And this isn't something, I could be wrong, although it's ironic. I, 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 this is also the first apartment, maybe ever, out of maybe a dozen and a half apartments that I've lived in in New York over the last 30 odd years. Mm. Where I am, I know a bunch of my neighbors mm. and I'm on very friendly, neighborly, small talk terms with them. Okay. And today, I ran into one of my neighbors and he started talking to me about laundry and how there are no laundromats that are any good in this neighborhood. So that mm. felt very affirming for me. Yeah. Um, illuminating for me. I think he was talking about that the one that he would go to that he was just coming back from is maybe, I don't know, 12 blocks from here. Oh. And and that's not look, I can walk twelve blocks standing on my head, but that's not in this city. No. That's crazy. Then that's then crazy. you're carrying you're into situations blocks away. Where, yeah. where you have a, a overflowing laundry basket on the subway and you don't want to be that guy. Right, right. Or you're pushing a a, a rickety laundry cart or carrying a big old ikea bag full mm. of your laundry 12 blocks or you you're putting all of your laundry on and then you're just a big smelly snowman ambling down the street yeah it's sort of an all you can wear thing yeah, yeah. yeah. when did and that's only when you know that's that's weather dependent right right when did you first learn how to do laundry uh, I first learned how to do laundry. I know I was, I know I was instructed how to do laundry around the time that I left home. Okay. So when I was 17 or 18, I don't think it took, I don't, I don't think it really, uh, uh, I don't think I really comprehended it. Uh, uh, not that it's an incredibly complicated thing to do, but just sort of the logic of it and 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 all that um so i would say that i didn't really learn until i moved to new york as a full-fledged no longer student adult mm. so 21 21, 21 years old no. and and was it this was before you could look up a youtube video to learn how to do everything long 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 before you did you just have to teach yourself by by trial and error how to do your yes. laundry yes i think i had to teach myself by trial and error how to do laundry and what lessons I, did you learn the hard way i think i learned that um there are some things that you don't put in the dryer delicates mm. things woolens right but these are all you know i think i i think i learned them you know once you learn one you sort of go oh right this can't go in i bet there are lots of iterations of things that can't go in and you and you err on the side of caution mm. uh with that um i uh i think that um I, oh, interestingly, 
and that is a really really generous use of the the term interestingly understood my father growing up his socks mm -hmm. they were washed they were turned right side out mm -hmm. and they were when he took them off he, he would turn them right side out and pin them with a tiny safety pin at the toe oh. and they were washed this way and they were dried this way and they were put in the drawer this way and then taken out of the drawer to where the, the, the safety pin was removed, put in a little dish and then worn. And then when removed, the pin was. So I did that in emulation of my dad right. for a long enough that to, for, for my uh, uh, wife at the time to, make fun of it and then i stopped oh i because i realized that didn't have to do it that way i i do laundry for my family and we're we're dealing with not only socks for three people my wife mm -hmm. my daughter and myself but also mm -hmm. the the former socks of my two adult children who have moved out mm -hmm. and i have so many socks that for which I will never find the mate that I think I'm going to buy a whole bunch of safety pins and implement the Zach's dad method here in the Mo house. It it's yeah, it, it does. It does fix that. Mm. It does fix that. It um, requires a little more labor up front. Yeah. There was something I think. And I mean, I, I, I know I said that it, I was mocked for it and that's why I stopped. But I think, I think that, I, it was more that I so unquestioningly did it, you know, because that was the example that I was following. I don't think that my own socks were done that way as a child. Oh. I don't, I, that, I, I think I just took them off, threw them in, and then I don't know how they were sent back to me. They, whether they were, you know, folded, you know, tucked into each other all the way into a ball, tucked into each other just at the top so that the, that the, 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 the feet most of the sock was loose, was loose i don't remember i'll have to ask my mom but i i i think that for whatever reason it didn't occur to me that that the main benefit of doing it that way with the safety pin is that you don't you don't lose them or if you lose them you lose them both and then you might not even notice what were some of the other lessons outside of laundry that you learned by being 21 years old and in New York city. What were some of the other lessons? Possibly through outside trial and error. Laundry, through trial and error. Well, wow. That, this is, this is going back now 30, 30 years. All right. Um, I think, I think through trial and error, I think for whatever reason, the thing that's popping into my head is for, for a, about six years, I lived, uh, in Chelsea, which is a neighborhood in New York mm. for those who aren't aware. And I, it's, it's, uh, there, there is, I was near 23rd street 
Hmm. I'm sorry. I take that back. This, 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 <laughs> what I can remember uh, learning by trial and error was actually my first apartment, which was in Hell's Kitchen, oh. which is uh, a, a neighborhood in New York City. And it was right above, it was right like I was on the 15th floor and it looked down onto the uh, on, on ramp for the Lincoln Tunnel. Okay. So for about four hours in the morning and four hours in the afternoon, it was just bumper to bumper cars and horns and, and all of that. And then this was right at the, uh, this was, I was on 35th street. So 34th street was also where I worked mm. and I worked at a TGI Fridays mm. at 34th and eighth near Madison square garden. And the reason that I worked there was because. I didn't know any better. Yeah. Someone has to. Uh, I thought somebody does have to. I thought, well, you know, I'm trying to be an actor. Uh, I guess most actors work as waiters. Where can I go work as a waiter? That would have me. Mm. And it turned out it was TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays. They didn't, they didn't, they'll, they'll take anybody. Mm. So I was working at TGI Fridays at 34th and 8th. I was living on 35th between ninth and 10th so a good deal of my time out of work in the apartment was on 34th street near madison square garden and there were a lot this would have been in the early 90s and not to be that guy that's like oh it's very different now it's very much the same hmm. i was just there recently there were a lot of you know aggressive pushy hustlers right you know that would sort of want to sell you something or a gold chain or just pick a fight with you or whatever yeah and the trial and error i uh, to, to get to answer your question that i learned in new york was uh what response what sort of for me personally what mindset deflected got got rid of those encounters as quickly as possible mm. it wasn't it wasn't being aggressive back i learned that by trial and error it wasn't by being uh exceedingly friendly mm. and engaging with them mm -hmm. i learned that by trial and error it was by uh it was a combination of and this was before cell phones. So you couldn't even like be like, you know, affect the air of being absorbed in your phone or on the phone mm. or whatever, you know, but, but have something that is taking all of your focus and attention that is past where this person is and you are getting to it and you just simply don't, but not in such a way as to, look make give it away or look like you were you know uh trying to avoid them it's, it's right. a striking air of of uh finding finding an attitude of of oh i i'm i'm going over there it's nothing personal i don't notice you but not in a way that you're going to feel snubbed i guess it was acting it was it was acting okay I learned acting through trial and error.
through trial and error. In regard to laundry, I, I really, I hate to get personal, and you don't need to answer this if you don't want to, but would you be willing to talk about your detergent journey from when you started doing laundry at 21 until until the last time you did laundry? I would. I would be willing to. When I was starting to do my laundry and I was using laundromats, Mm. it started with the dispensers. You know, the, the coin dispensers, which for right. know, 75 cents, something like that, would give you a little cardboard box of powdered yes. detergent. And I did that for a while. And then, and the reason that I did that was when you're going to laundromat, you could bring your own jug of laundry detergent. Right. But Why? If you, when you can right. bring three quarters or four quarters or whatever and do it that way. You're carrying so much already. Exactly. And, but I, 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 that I grew weary of that. And, and so then I probably started carrying my own detergent with me. Hmm. And I like, I like tide. I still like tide jumping ahead to now. I like Tide yeah. Pods, but what I mm-hmm. like, and this isn't a plug, this isn't a plug because I can't remember the name of the product, is the sheets that they're advertising now that are detergent sheets like dryer sheets, but they, mm. they're there and they, they make a very good case for it. First of all, I encountered these at my mother's house, these detergent uh, sheets, uh, and uh, they, they were great. I was skeptical at first, but my mom said, they're great. I tried them. They were great. And the, 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 the ad campaign for these now are when you buy a jug of detergent, it's mostly water. Right. And there's already water in the washing machine. What are you doing? What are you doing? They're, they're, yeah. they don't, I, they're, they're much nicer about it than that. They don't even say, what are you doing? They, but that is, if if you're me, yeah, it's implied. Yeah, if you're me, yeah. if you're if you if you have similar temperament, then you you yes, you go. What am I doing? What right. am I doing? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do this. So I've I sort of skipped a bunch, but but prior uh, to to the, the the laundry sheets whose names the detergent sheets whose name I can't remember, um, that if I had if I were doing my own laundry which I'm not, I would be using tide first, first liquid tide. And then the tide pods, the tide. Pods. So it went, and I All think right. it was always tied. I think it was always tied and I have no reason really. I think just it's the easiest for me to find remember. So I went first powder, then liquid, then pods, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. now the sheets. And if tide, is smart they'll make sheets real soon because i would buy those because right, of the tide right. thing um does 
does your uh, water conservation concept apply to the temperature of the water? Because there's a lot of arguments being made now that anything is good and cold. Just go for cold across the board. I I think in in an act of of quiet rebellion, I mm. said, no, 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 there's a big difference for many, many years. And the rebellion was against my father who oh. very much espoused, you know, it's silly. It's silly to wash something in hot water. It damages the, what you're washing. It doesn't, you're not, it's not hot enough to disinfect anything. You're just wasting you know, BTUs or whatever. It's it's sure. a it's a big waste of energy. Things can get washed just fine on cold. And I wasn't having that for decades. Mm. And then I had to admit finally that he was right. And so now I cold, cold fine. is fine for everything. Hmm. Did you have uh any moments with him? when you were young and full of steam where you stormed out of the house and said, I'll show you, I'm going to wash my clothes in hot. And then you both cried and you separated and then years went by and you finally reconnected tearfully once again. Yes. And it, 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 it thankfully when he passed away, uh, uh, now four years ago it was uh it was it, it it was th the only thing that could have would could have possibly gone unsaid uh and i would have regretted not you know coming together uh sure. with with uh with him uh and but 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 thankfully that was avoided you've been in over 60 film and TV projects, according to internet. Do you recall any behind the scenes conversations or perhaps arguments with co-stars or crew over laundry issues? I don't want to sound negative, but no. Sure. Okay. You recently appeared with Catherine Hahn in Tiny Beautiful Things. What kind of laundry approach does she take? If we're gonna, if we're gonna conjecture, yeah. And this is just completely. I have absolutely no point of reference. It's never come up. If, if you yeah, don't let that gun stop to my head. Sure. How does Catherine Hahn do her laundry? Or you're gonna, you're gonna get it right with this gun uh i would say she um sends it out mm. she doesn't have time she I doesn't have time she's 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 busy appearing in in everything is there a a big busy appearing in everything star that you think knowing the entertainment industry like you do does their own laundry in spite of everything and is it Tom Hanks? It's it it is definitely Tom Hanks. It is definitely right. Tom Hanks, and he also does uh Colin and Chets. Okay. 
Well, that's nice. It is nice. They, um, they appreciate it. Do you have co-stars who you've worked with who smell particularly freshly laundered? Hmm. I'm thinking of the cast of Wet Hot American Summer mm. and wondering who among those people smells the freshest and most cleanly starched. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He smells real good. I feel like I know so much more about laundry, about New York in the 1990s, about the entertainment industry as a whole, and about the folding habits of professional laundry services as well as the folding preferences of our guest this week, Zach Orth. Zach, thank you so much for being with us, and good night. Thank you, and good night. Well, sleepyheads, I hope you enjoyed learning about laundry and about Zach and about safety pins and socks as much as I did. You know, something I like to do at the end of my day is make a mental catalog of things that I experienced and or learned. So if you don't mind, I'm going to make a list of takeaways from my conversation with Zach Orth right now. Well, it's fresh in my mind. One, Zach is a Mike Nelson girl. Two, cold is fine for everything. Three, just because you have a preference for how clothing should be folded doesn't mean it's the only way. Four, the string or band that attaches to the ends of glasses so they won't fall to the floor if you bend over too far. That's called croquis. Five, if you don't know any better, you might think it's a good idea to become a waiter at TGI Fridays near Madison Square Garden. It's not. And finally, Zach is a t-shirt roller. Ah, I'm going to turn in myself. Thank you for sleeping with me and Zach Orth. You can follow Sleeping With Celebrities on Twitter and TikTok with the handle at sleepwithcelebs. On Instagram, the handle is at sleepwcelebs. Our email is sleepwithcelebs at maximumfun.org. Music is provided by The Winter Bowers. This show was senior produced and edited by Laura Swisher. Swish. And it's a production of Maximum Fun and Papa Chick. I'm John Moe. Night-night. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.